Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is our number two of the nightcap here from downtown Las Vegas, our Circus Sportsbook Studios on a Friday night, back with former NFL quarterback, Super Bowl champion, Sean King. I'm Ben Wilson. Going from bad to worse, Sean, for the Oregon Ducks. 38-3. Mike, and our, our favorite game here, the aggregate. What was, what was it, 36-7? 38-7, the first meeting. First so meeting. we are now at, and doing no the quick, f- math, quick math in my head, 76-10. Can they get a... Uh... Two safeties, because they need four to get to the seven. They do. I don't know. I don't know. Not sure how the calculus would work there. All I know is if you bet the over in this game and you're watching Utah just running the ball up and down the, the field, you're like, can I can I get an Oregon score here? Come on. Something. This thing closed fifty seven and a half behind us at circa fifty eight elsewhere, and you're at forty one with just over ten minutes to go. I'm not sure that is getting there. You see your price on the on the live line total has been taken off the board. I'm seeing a forty seven and a half out here, uh, Sean. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But Utes rolling down the road from us at Allegiant Stadium as we bring in our guy, Jared Smith, lead betting analyst at PixWise. Always kind enough to give us some time on a Friday night. Uh, Jared, I don't mean to bring this up right away because I know you had an outstanding number betting it early in the week, Western Kentucky. Our guy, Sean, here, he waited the last possible second, jumped in on the Roadrunners of UTSA, and it's that the old closing line value monster that uh, that got you tonight. We've all been there. We've all been there. But as we welcome you on, I, I... I'll, you know, I know Sean wanted to gloat a little bit. We'll let him do that, but 
What, well, you know, what I, I like to do? give him his moments. I like <laughs> to give him his moments, you know, few and far between, right? We got to get the Puckstradamus rolling a little oh, bit yeah. later in the night. Um, that was a, I mean, listen, UTSA has put together an unbelievable season. They were a whisker short of, well, I don't want to say a whisker. They got blown out in that game against North Texas last week, but uh, they almost put together an undefeated season. We will see what they do, what kind of matchup they get in the bowl games. But uh, fascinating year, fascinating program. And anytime, you know, Sean had the right handicap tonight. Anytime that game, you know, swung, you know, to the plus three side for UTSA and the Roadrunners being at home, I should have taken a dose of my own medicine and come back on the Roadrunners. We got, or, you know, I got Western very early in the week at minus one. And when it moves that much, you get scared almost. You're almost like, you know, because then it's such a letdown if you don't win because you made such a good bet and it feels even worse. Like I would have rather Mm -hmm. the line moved against Western and then they got, and then they lost. Uh, but you know, the CLV trophies, unfortunately don't pad the bankrolls in any way, but it was a good pick by Sean. Good read by him. I mean, Sean's a guy who had, you know, Michigan state money line in our, in our bankroll plays a couple weeks ago I against did. Ohio state. And they, uh, but, they, so they, Jared, it's not like we're all well. batting a thousand. Yeah. That didn't work out well, No, but it's your chance. You know, you can, but again, a, a again, bit. I factored into this and listen, Western Kentucky, the most impressive win of that conference to me was them going to Marshall. And winning yeah. at Marshall, very tough place to play. Game they fell behind, kept their composure. So I understood why people liked Western. I just looked at it. Okay, UTSA has already proven at Western that they can beat them in a shootout. Now they get the benefit of having a home game. This is a program that really thinks they're one of the up-and-coming programs in America. So I knew they would come out and support it. it would create a hostile environment, give extra energy to UTSA. And, you know, it worked out. You know, I think – the two stops they got in the second quarter that allowed them to get some separation were huge. But uh, yeah. it's just something to remember when you get to these championship games, you know, knowing who plays neutral and, you know, who actually has to go on the road to the opposing team's home state. And that's why I like Cincinnati so much yeah. tomorrow. And I know we're going to yep. get right into that game now, Jared. So you have a strong feeling about uh, Cincinnati-Houston? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm with you. So that that was one of my looks there. Because Houston, you know, warm weather team coming north now to Nippert, so it's not going to be an easy game for them. And and you do mention the home field advantage. And also, it, it is kind of odd that a team that is as, you know, good as Houston in terms of the record, in terms of their ranking, how they've looked at times this year, is catching double digits in a game like this. So I, I think that is why we've seen, I know you guys have talked about it this week. I think you had Chris Andrews on earlier in the week talking about the handle coming in on Houston here, and I would be wary because we have not seen it really dip beneath 10. Uh, I am seeing some 10s out there. It's kind of hovered between 10 and a half. I did see it touch 11 very briefly, but it did not uh, wait long there because, you know, the the money's coming in on Houston here. So Mm -hmm. line analysis definitely says Cincinnati, I would say, is the sharper side. And uh, I I think they've put it together the last couple weeks. You know, they look really good against SMU. That was a potential letdown against ECU. They overcame those hurdles. And they put, you know, because I was critical of them earlier in the season, especially during that USF run where they kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, but I think they've really turned it on late. They figured it out. And I, I do think the line's telling you that they'll get past Houston tomorrow pretty handily. And an, another piece of information just yeah. to add is I got very concerned when Houston's head coach, Dana Holgerson, came mm-hmm. out early in the week talking about how unfair it is that <laughs> the conference yeah. championship game isn't at a neutral site and they had to go on the road. I just think when your players hear that, you know, they can kind of like, an excuse does coach in. really believe in us? And, you know, this is a game where I think Houston has to play their best game of the season. And well, even if they do, I still think Cincy wins. But Cincy has been waiting for this opportunity the entire season. You know, no you question. have to remember what's at stake. The first non-Power 5 team to ever 
making it into the college football playoff. So, you know, Luke Fickle was able to walk into that team meeting room during the week and say, I'm not going anywhere, you know, because Marcus Freeman has been named the head coach at Notre Dame. And he'd always said there were two jobs that he might leave for, Notre Dame, Ohio State. So I just think that bonding, that confidence, playing at home, it's a tough place to play, man. I've been there with some really, really good football teams, and we've come up short. So I'm with you, Jared. You know, I, I like Cincy to cover, and I think they're going to win pretty comfortably, to be honest. Yeah. I like that angle, too, with the head coach. I, I agree. That will galvanize the locker room. I, I would imagine that they're going to be fired up for this game tomorrow, and I'm sure it'll be a raucous environment. And you, you can get some 10 still, at least in the Nevada uh, jurisdiction here. 10 at, uh, you mentioned, Jared, Chris Andrews, our, our sports book director at the South Point. 10 at his shop, 10s at uh, Westgate, a couple other places, Sean. So and and before, before we move off of this game, I'm going to tell our listeners and, and the people watching, put a small play on Cincinnati to win the national championship. Mm. I'm just mm. telling you, it's something when a team that has a lot of talent like Cincinnati does, but they have even more confidence. And I keep telling people this, don't forget last year in the bowl game, this Cincinnati team and this Georgia team played, and it was a 24-21 game that came down to the very end of the game. A game Cincinnati actually was dominating early. Georgia had to come back. And I just say that to say this, they will not be intimidated by Georgia. If they if they end up playing Georgia, they're going to feel like they can win that game. And that means a lot in football. Football is not – Hockey, it's not basketball, it's not baseball, it's not a best of three or a best of five where, you know, the best team right. can kind of lose. Like, this is a one and done. And I'm just telling you, it's worth, I think there's 16 to one right yeah, now. Yeah, I to win 16. It. It's worth putting a little bit on Cincy to win it all. Hmm. Only get a shorten after there? tomorrow, too. Yeah, so get it, it in before, yeah, I would say get it in before the game. Yeah, I agree. It's not bad. Well, I'm speaking, speaking of Georgia. That's certainly the game everybody's going to be betting on, likely the highest handle game for tomorrow. Think about how the look ahead, Jared. It was three in a lot of spots last week. Georgia-Alabama, assuming that would have been the matchup. It was, even though Alabama did its best to blow that game against Auburn. They went in quadruple overtime, so the line gets reposted. Georgia minus six in most shops, quickly bet up to six and a half. Touch seven briefly. That seemed to be the buyback point for Alabama you think about the sticker shock, though. I mean, it's the first time in 92 games a Nick Saban-led team has not been favored. you got to go back to when Tim Tebow was starting for the Florida Gators the last time that Alabama was not favored in a neutral site game, the 09 SEC championship game. Uh, how do you handicap a spot like this where you got Alabama now at, at six and a half? Sticker shock aside, is this line too inflated based on the struggles we've seen of the Tide recently? It feels like it moved a little too much. You know, I, I know Alabama certainly struggled in that game against Auburn, but I think for it to move basically a full three from what it was and even four from the two-week-ago look-ahead line, I, I do think it's moved maybe a little too much. Um, we heard plus 220. That's what I was hearing as kind of the line in the sand for Alabama. So if you see, you know, tomorrow morning, the handle continue to come in on Georgia, which is what we've seen. You see the Alabama money line moved to about plus 220. That's where it looks like the line in the sand that the Sharps will continue to step in on Alabama and move that line back towards, uh, you know, back towards the tide. So right now it looks like there's still a little upside with that. Um, but the six and a half, I, I would assume it's not going to touch seven again. And if it does, it'll be very quick. So I think this line has kind of reached the saturation point, which is why I feel comfortable stepping in on Alabama. Do I have a really strong handicap towards the tide? No, Georgia's looked dominant this year. They deserve mm -hmm. to be favored in this game. They should be favored in this game. Um, but I just feel like the coaching for Alabama has been there before. And I think if I had to 
bet on is this game going to be close or, or is Georgia going to roll? I would bet that this game is close. And I, I would say Alabama probably, if their coaching staff puts together a good game plan and they can keep time of possession on their side, I, I think they can keep this game close. I think they can even win it. Well, I'm going to give you some ammo to not just take Alabama plus the points. Take Alabama on the money line. Going money line? And, and here's okay. why. First of all, you just want to be able to say, I told you so. First time in 92 games, Nick Saban's been an underdog. You want to have that ticket. Secondly, if you go back to the Kentucky game, it was 14-7 at the half. To me, that's the best, most complete offense that Georgia played all year. Levis was 32 of 42 for two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Bryce Young is better than Levis. The receivers at Alabama are better than receivers at Kentucky. I think this game is going to the fourth quarter. I really mm. do, and I think it's going to come down to quarterback play, and I know Stetson has been outstanding right. this year for Georgia, but I've seen Bryce Young in the clutch against Auburn, LSU, make play after play. Even the Texas A&M game, they didn't lose that game because Bryce Young didn't come through in the fourth quarter. I haven't seen Georgia under pressure have to actually step up and make plays. And so I think that's the advantage to Alabama. I'm taking Alabama on the money line because I believe Bryce Young Boom. plays the game of his life, secures the Heisman, and Nick Saban gets carried off the field <laughs> as the ace boom <laughs> cool that he that. is. I love everything about you, Jared, you know when you come on this, you know you're always going to get the best out of, out of Sean King. We're going to keep you around, uh, Jared, for another segment here. Talk some NFL. By the way, Georgia trailed my alma mater, Mizzou, three nothing after a quarter. Ooh. That's that's. <laughs> right. I, I don't know what. I, 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 that was my one chance to mention Mizzou in the entire show. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> my alma mater is terrible at basically all sports. All right, more with Jared Smith on the other side here on the Nightcap. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are back on the Nightcap here from VSIN, the sports betting network, back in downtown Las Vegas, the place to be on a Friday night circus sportsbook studios with Sean King. I'm Ben Wilson. We got Jared Smith, our guy. Still with us for yet another uh, segment. By the way, give him a follow. I don't know if I mentioned this in our last segment. Follow him at Jared Lee Smith, lead betting analyst at PicksWise. We just talked some college football, Jared. Time to dive into the NFL. Week 13, as we uh, we get ready for a number of really interesting matchups. It seems like basically everybody not named the Lions, Jaguars, and Jets is still alive. I guess you could extend <laughs> that to the Seahawks after Monday night as they go to 3-8 and eight on the season. And it's such an interesting spot. They're, they are in, Jared, hosting the 49ers, where I've heard a lot of buzz this week about, all right, no Debo Samuel now for San Francisco. This could be a buy-low point for Seattle. At home, it's a spot where they're getting three. I see it shaded to three and a half in some shops. What say you on, a, on an NFC West matchup like this? I, I think at three, it's a strong play for San Francisco. For me, obviously, at three and a half, it's probably not as strong of a play. Listen, the Niners have really inserted themselves back into the the national spotlight. Uh, we asked a lot of bookmakers this week. I always ask them in the futures market if there's a, a team from outside of the top tier. Right now, it looks like there's nine teams in that top tier, which is crazy at this stage of the year. You got the five teams in the NFC, then there's four in the AFC. Um, outside of that top nine. San Francisco is one that oddsmakers said maybe if they continue to get hot could insert themselves into that top tier of the conversation. They are playing extremely well on both sides of the ball. They are locked down in the trenches right now. I think even without Debo Samuel, I trust Elijah Mitchell. And who I don't trust right now is Russell Wilson. Uh, 0-3 straight up and against the numbers since he came back. There's not re- I mean, I know they had that last drive against Washington that uh, certainly looked magical. Uh, but for the most part, they really, really struggled in that game against the Washington defense that, you know, has been playing a little bit better, but is still undermanned without two of their best pieces up front. San Francisco is playing their best football of the season right now. This is a rivalry game. I know maybe you say let down after the Niners have won three in a row. You don't let down against Seattle, which this was the rivalry in the NFC West for a number of years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, until Seattle kind of came back to the pack a little bit recently. So I think San Francisco at three is a pretty strong play for me. Yeah, and I don't think you let down when you're playing catch-up. And because of the injuries, San Francisco fell behind. You know, now they're healthy. I mean, you start seeing George Kittles and, you know, these guys available, and you see, like, you know, how detrimental that was to their success early in the season. And I'm not a guy that allows quarterbacks to use crutches, like make excuses. But I'm just telling you, Russell Wilson's hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no way a guy that's been as good for as long as Russell Wilson has been comes back from surgery on his throwing hand, and, I mean, he can't hit the broad side of a barn. I mean, there are guys open. He's sailing the ball 10 feet over his head. I give him the benefit of the doubt because of his resume. Right. That something is wrong with Russell Wilson, 
And until I see different, I think Seattle's a fave. So I'm with you. Think about, you they think can't so? run the ball either, which, you know, it's not like take any pressure off them. I think that's the issue, too. Where in years past, you know, Sean, they could run the ball a little bit. Now they really can't. So I, I, I think it's tough to back the Niners. I mean, tough to back Seattle in this spot until you see something from Russell. And I think there's something going on internally. Like, I know Russell and mm. Pete Carroll have not been seeing eye to eye, but something's got to be going on with DK Metcalf. I mean, his lack of targets the last two weeks is, like, unbelievable. Truly it's bizarre almost, Monday Yeah, it's, it's truly bizarre. bizarre. So, yeah. you know, when I see those kind of things, that's a team I'm going to fade, especially when they already were, you know, maybe not up to par, you know, prior to this. You know, San Francisco's hot right now. About a month ago, I started saying on this show, people get Patriots to win the AFC tickets. I'm telling you now, get San Francisco to win the division tickets if you can find them because they're getting wow. hot. I think the Rams are toast. You know, I just think that whole experiment is about to implode right in front of a national 34 audience. 34 to 1 right now, Sean. Yes. That's what I'm seeing. Man. Yes. I'm just telling you, put a little small play on San Francisco to win the division. You like, wow. Jared, you like uh, you like the Jaguars as much as, uh, as as our guy Sean does this week, <laughs> catching catching 13 Jaguars in might LA. win outright. The funny thing about that game is, if you were going to ask me any other week, I would maybe say this is the week that Sean McVay, because I think if, if Sean McVay has a chance to drop 50 on anybody, you know, he will, he won't let the, you know, the gas pedal up. Um, but they've just looked so just decrepit. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about the Rams over the last few weeks. Defensively has been the issue for me. And I, I think they're just not Stafford looks like he's banged up, but also everyone's hurt. It's week 13 it's in the NFL. Goff. Everyone's hurt, it's, it's, right? It's Jared Goff, Jared. <laughs> yeah, they traded Jared Goff and got Jared Goff back. Yeah, I mean, and and that was the I I I I think at some point we talked about it preseason was the Rams are going to be great, but 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 how healthy is Stafford going to be throughout a 18 week season, and is he going to be able to finish the season? Because I don't think he's finished. I think he's not finished more than he's finished over the last like three years. So that's the issue to me. And, and I'll be honest, I am very impressed with the rest of this division. Minus Seattle, obviously. Arizona has looked dominant. San Francisco, as you mentioned, early in the year got hurt. Now they're playing well. So, yeah, I would put the Rams third in this division right now. And and I would – it's tough to back the Jags any week. But getting 13, sure. Why not, Sean? For you, I'll sprinkle for, it for, for you. For you, anything. Just an I, I, I told you so ticket. I mean, you can – Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can erase the amount when you tweet it out. <laughs> that's, that's what the pros do, Sean. you I tweeted out. <laughs> That's what the pros do. Yeah. I know, I know you, I know you do that. Uh, but I want to get to another game. You, I know you have a play on uh, here, Jared, and, and a, a strong opinion. Mentioned that game line three in San Francisco, Seattle. Another game line three, basically at every shop. Chargers, Bengals. You, you talk about also teams in the in the wild card positioning, like San Francisco, in a in a game where basically every every game down the stretch now is a must win. So fascinating to try to handicap where the Bengals are at because the last two times they have had big AFC North divisional wins. They've laid an egg the following week. They did come back, beat Jacksonville, but did not cover week four that Thursday night game and then had the 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 epic loss as large favorites on the road against the Jets, taking on a Chargers team that has been really unimpressed over the last month and a half. Standard three-point line, though, as L.A. comes to Cincinnati, taking on the Bengals. Where are you looking at this game? Well, you nailed it. You know, and the question has been with a younger team and, you know, young head coach, young quarterback, young core, did they learn something from that 41-17 drubbing over the Ravens followed up by that loss to the Jets? Very embarrassing loss to the Jets. Ruined a lot of teasers that week, including mine. I, I would hope that they have, but 
here the key is, A, what's the weather going to be like in Cincinnati on Sunday? That's the first question I have because we all know this time of year it can be a little dodgy uh, in the Ohio area. But also, can the Chargers stop this Bengals running game? And that is the question that will determine this game. Uh, if, if, if Brandon Staley has some kind of plan for this, maybe this is the time to, to whip it out because their defense has been absolutely gashed over the last few weeks, and they have looked really bad defensively at times. They gave up a boatload of points to the Steelers. He's supposed to be a defensive guru. Um, I, this is the point for him to step up and say, this is how we're going to shut down this Bengals rushing attack because Joe Mixon's looked great. I, the numbers say they can't do it. And if I'm only laying three, I feel like that's the right play. But the fact that the line hasn't really moved to three and a half, despite everyone on Cincinnati, scares me a little bit, yeah. sure, because I think I'm on the public side here. Um, but the numbers say the Bengals should be able to run the ball right down the Chargers' throats. And I think that's a recipe to win a game in December outdoors in Ohio. 32 degrees, 40% chance of rain is what the mm. weather is scheduled to be. I'm all over the Chargers' money line in this game. Mm. <laughs> I just – you look at the Bengals and all season. They win the opener against Minnesota, then they lose to Chicago. They win two games versus Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, then they lose to Green Bay. They win two games against Detroit and Baltimore, then they lose to the Jets and then the Browns. Now they've won two games again, so the season says they're about to do what? Lose to the Chargers. That's just kind of been like <laughs> Wish the it was that demo. easy, Sean. Huh? Wish it was that easy. I'm just saying. Wish it was that easy. And, and listen, I don't think Zach is – I don't view him as a guy that's happy when Mixon has – what has Mixon had? 70-something carries, I think, over the last two games. Hold on. Let me – Pull that up right quick. He's had a lot. It's it has been a a lot. Yeah. Uh, the last two games, fifty eight. Fifty eight carries over the last two, two games. Two eighty eight yards and four touchdowns. Well, he doesn't strike me as a guy that likes winning like that. Like you look at what they've done from a draft standpoint, from a free agency standpoint. He wants to throw the football, and I think they're going to fall back into that trap of getting away from just giving the ball to Joe Mixon, controlling time of possession trying to just win the football game, and they're going to try and look good winning the football okay. game. And I like the Chargers to figure out a way to get it done. Don't ask me too much about this play. Just bet the Chargers money line blindly. <laughs> We're getting Sean and Jared going going heads up on this one. Uh, before we let you go, Jared, uh, we want to get a, uh, a teaser play out of you because that's now the thing. Everybody's got to have a teaser. That's like yeah. the new, wave, new, new Vogue thing. What do you got this week? So – Arizona was one of my top teaser legs, but, you know, obviously I, I would wait to see if, right. if uh, you know, Murray and Hopkins play. If you do, it might be a quick move to nine or ten. I mean, I, I don't really know how much of it's baked into the line or not, um, but it did scare me that uh, Kingsbury came out and said that they're still questionable and, you know, game time decision. But the Colts are a really strong teaser leg this week, too. I mean, the Texans just gave up a boatload of rushing yards to the Jets, and the Colts are coming off of that really tough loss against the Bucks. so I expect them to bounce back. So Colts... And Cardinals will be a teaser. Like, you don't have to throw Washington in there just in case the Cardinals yeah. quarterback thing gets messy. I think Washington uh, getting the full eight would be almost nine. They're, you know, two, two and a half right now, point underdogs in Vegas. So those are that's a decent teaser. A few decent right. teaser legs for you. I'm, I'm liking it. Jared, as always, really appreciate the time. Give him a follow again at Jared Lee Smith, lead betting analyst at PixWise. Thanks, my Good man. Stuff, Take Jay. care. See you later, guys. Good luck this weekend. Jared, Jared giving out his plays. It's time for our bankroll plays coming uh -oh. up. Sean, oh, there's there's some doozies on this card. We go to the bankroll plays on the other side. It is the nightcap here on V-City Sports Betting Network. This is the nightcap on v the sports betting network.
this? Follow the money. It's hitting the road next week. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbook at Foxwoods Casino Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. If you're in the area, come down and meet the guys and be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We're back on the nightcap with Sean King. I'm Ben Wilson filling in for Tim Murray. Here's the one place you would go if you were going on the road for a show. You had any Ooh. pick, Sean. Where's your spot? Ooh. Well, I'm from Florida, so I, I had that was like a minus yeah. 600 favorite. Yeah, Tampa, <laughs> Miami. I mean, pick your they all spot sound great. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah, well, it would depend too on how your how your bankroll was doing. I yeah, mean, that's that's well, why we we're could gonna do the Hard Rock or. Huh? I like that thought. I like that thought. Well, we're we're content where we are right my now. My bankroll. I've gotten emotional on some <laughs> of my plays. An emotional bankroll. Yeah. We're gonna get to your bankroll in a second. All right, let's all bring right. up Tim again. Filling in for Tim. I am tonight. We do not want to neglect though Tim's. Bankroll plays. Uh, it was a rough week last week for young Timothy. <laughs> I had to say $830. It was a rough week for a lot of us last week, if we're being honest. So time to make some of that up. Utah State, this was bet from uh, plus four and a half to plus six. So he's grabbing uh, the Aggies at a good number against the Aztecs, 110 to 100. All right. Cincy, we discussed that earlier. Mm-hmm. A, a play we were both behind, as is Jared Smith, our last guest. Cincy minus 10 against Houston. Up in the ante, 275 to win 250 on Cincy minus 10. A little, little flyer on Iowa, first half, plus 6.5 against Michigan, plus two, uh, 275 to win 250, so another a hearty bet there. How about that? Kent State Pitts, a little money line parlay for tomorrow that pays plus 164. Small little bet there to win almost a 200. Kent State taking on Northern Illinois. They are a minus 3.5 in that game in the MAC championship game, and then he got Pitt in the ACC title game taking on Wake Forest. They are also laying 3.5, so a couple of minus 3.5 point favorites taking them on the money line. NFL, oh boy! Look at look at you two in lockstep. Jaguars plus thirteen at the Rams, standard one ten to one hundred, and then the Buffalo Bills Monday Night Football taking the home favorite minus two and a half over the Patriots. That's uh, he's throwing a lot out there, Sean. How much is he going to win this week or lose? Uh, let's see. I like thinking? the Cincy bet. I think he got too cute with the Iowa bet. Just took him eleven for the game. That Kent State, Northern Illinois, I'm not betting against Northern Illinois. Like, they found a way, mm-hmm. you know, when their quarterback's been there, he'll be there for this uh, this game to win close games. So, I side with them in that one. Uh, I like the I like the Jags game. I do not like the Bills-Patriots. I'm, you do I would not. take the Patriots there, yeah. Well, I think that the Patriots be- are a better team. Patriots are a better team yeah, at, I think th- at this gonna, point in the season? Yeah, I think they're going to win out, right? Uh you think they will? Yeah. Is that did that make your bankroll play? Uh, I did not. Did, wow. So you got you got your bankroll plays. So I have got, opinions and I have and things that I hidden, bet on. Yeah, you're hidden. Yeah. Oh, see, every opinion doesn't need money behind it. That you know what? That is a great piece of advice for the the <laughs> new sports bettors <laughs> right. out there. And for yeah. real, like if you're back and forth, uh, uh, just don't bet it. Just watch it and then gain information. And then next time you get in that situation, maybe there's something that you saw that makes you feel stronger about one side or the other. So. You know, a lot of times there are games I just don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know, so I won't, I won't touch them. Well, and that's why I really enjoy just the mental process of being in the different contests. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a, a season-long football contest, I mean, you're trying to find five games. You know your money is invested season-long. You don't have the same pressure to, like, come up with, all right, I got to have money on five or six games. I mean, right. you might want to, but there have been a number of weeks I've found myself this year where I've got, like, maybe, I'll have maybe one teaser or I've got, like, one or two plays and I'm so locked into the contest because I'm like, all right, come on. This is the week we're going 5-0. and right. Done all this. I don't even have money on the specific games. I'm just like, come on. Get me yeah. home on the five. And most of the time, you're disappointed because yeah. the contests are 
hard as hell. And, and the way the way that I wager is, you know, I have my bankroll. I know what I'm willing to risk. Yeah. And if I feel really strongly about one thing, I've done it before on this bankroll, and I'll just bet one game. And if I'm right, then I'm all the way right. A lot of times that's a dog on the money line, you know, that I think, you know, has a great shot, you know, and, and I'll take swings at stuff. But, like, me and Tim are slightly different. He likes to bet a lot of things. <laughs> and I kind of try and hone in. You know, there's no, there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's it's correct. just what you're comfortable with. And me yeah. and him discuss that all the time. So, you know, I don't want to have to track 20 bets. That's <laughs> you're, you're a simple man. Yeah, uh, I, right. Before we get to yours, I, so I have one play already in pocket. Now, it involved a Thursday night game. I, okay. I Moneyline parlay Dallas. So, in a head-to-head contest, I'm in where we use the Westgate lines. Dallas okay. was only four and a half. So, that was a contest play for me. Okay. Uh, however, at the, in the Circa Millions, it was six and a half. So, that was not in consideration uh, for me in the contest there. But I did Moneyline parlay Dallas with the LA Rams just to win the game. And that, okay. that was about minus a buck 66, I want to say. So smaller bet. I'm usually not going to make okay. a big bet when I'm laying that much juice. But again, just a little bankroll builder to start the week. Felt like Dallas was the leg I'd have to sweat. You and Tim clearly think that uh, the Jaguars might. <laughs> Look, I've watched the Jaguars enough to think like, I oh, whatever, 13 is a big number. You, anything could happen in a line like that, but they're, not, they're mean, not going to LA. The Rams the are most likely going to win, but I'm just I don't, I don't, I'm not a Matt Stafford fan. I don't trust him. I'm aware. I mean, yeah. Urban Meyer, uh, Trevor Lawrence on the road. Going, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Anyway, that's the one. Like I said on Jacksonville Radio today, that they should tank. I told them the only way to get elite talent there is through the draft, because it's be very hard for a high profile free agent to say I want to go and be a part of a rebuild unless you completely overpay him, because yeah. you're going to have options to go to competitive organizations and not just get paid but win so you know when you're at a place like jacksonville kind of off the beaten path you have to accumulate elite players through the draft we'll see if they do that is urban there next year oh absolutely uh, now that we've seen some yeah, of these yeah, big absolutely. jobs now that they've been filled the hard that thing about coaching like in college is the recruiting piece and that's why you see a lot of guys listen if i'm gonna do this and i'm not be with my family be chasing 16 17 year olds around i gotta get compensated nicely and that's what's happening <laughs> not everybody does and then that guys like part. matt rule and urban meyer that get mm-hmm. nfl jobs they're staying now because mm-hmm. you know even though it's a lot more parody it's a lot more hard to win it's a lot less stressful in a lot of areas you crazy to think that i mean we're talking obviously back in week four you wouldn't have thought all right urban probably not staying but i mean all the big jobs have basically been filled now so that uh, that remains to be seen uh, how about your bankroll plays? So you're gonna you're gonna go trust old Urban and, and, on the road. And, and yeah, and, and just just watch this. But that's actually not in my bankroll. But here's what I love: okay. football's a game played on emotion. Michigan, their entire season was beating Ohio State. When you watch that game, they were like some crazed dogs. Like the emotional pitch that they played with was, I mean, a beautiful thing to watch as a coach. The difficulty in getting back to that pitch the following week, even though this is the Big Ten Championship, it's almost impossible to play at that level. So I don't think I was good enough on offense to actually win, but I do think they're good enough on defense to keep this game close. I like Iowa plus the 11. I bet 330 to win 300. The UofL game, I just found out that Billy Napier is not going to coach Louisiana Lafayette tomorrow in the championship game for, what is it, Sun Sunbelt Conference? That is the Sunbelt. But it's still a home game. It's still an opportunity for this group of seniors at Lafayette to win a championship, to go out on top, 
They beat App State earlier in the year convincingly. I thought Napier would be there, but I'm not actually going to change this bet because I still believe it's the right side to be on. I like Lafayette to win this game outright. I think they're getting two and a half, yes, three points. And the line has not really moved right. since that since that came out, and usually the market will tell you how much of a difference that really makes. So you you still you can actually get three now in a number of spots, but the the money line price has not really changed. It's as high as plus one twenty five, but you've got them plus right. plus twenty. And, and, and Lafayette, those players have been dealing with Napier potentially taking a job for three years now, so. They're yeah. kind of a little immune to it. You know, they've desensitized mm -hmm. themselves. They've gotten to the point where they know Napier's family. They understand this is a business. I think this is a situation where they're actually happy for their coach, that he finally got the right job because he's turned down a lot over the last two years. Uh, so I like Lafayette to win outright. My favorite NFL player is Raiders minus one and a half. Ooh. I think people are starting to buy into a very average Washington football team. I think Derek Carr will build on his recent success, and I love the Raiders at this price point. I just think they match up well with Washington. So I put 200 to win 182. I have a nice little parlay. Oh, tell me like. more. And I like Cincinnati <laughs> at home to cover the 10.5. I love San Diego State minus the 6. I don't think Utah State should even be on the same field with San Diego State. And then I like Pitt to cover the 3. I just think – they're good enough, you know, on defense to get this game to the fourth quarter, and then I trust Kenny Pickett and the offense to win it. And if I'm right, you can turn 270 into 1620. And if you look at last week, that number says plus what? 690. That's right. So just roll with Big King, baby. Just roll with Big King. I know you guys are watching. You're listening. Don't overthink Sean's bankroll plays. Just play them to the T. It's all I'm asking. And then we'll celebrate on Monday as our pockets are full of greenbacks. And I will, I will take all the credit for being in Tim's seat that's because fine. I'm sitting next to you. And yeah, you're I'm my not, good luck charm. That's what yeah, I'm going. Good luck charm. That's what I'm going for. We're going to definitely talk in our, our next hour as well um, about about that Oak, that Vegas, Washington matchup because there is a big couple of big injuries there. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to talk through. They'll, we're gonna, we're they'll gonna try figure to it know. out even if D Wall yeah. is not available. Well, the thing is, later in the show, we're gonna go, we're gonna try to put together a circa millions contest card for this week. I will take Tim's spot on that. Nice. Good, I'm the, hopefully a good luck charm this week. Uh, we will continue to talk more college football. A couple other games we've not gotten to. We'll mention those next. Philip Fulmer, legendary Tennessee head coach, is gonna join us in studio in about 20 minutes here on the Nightcap. Peace in the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VSEN holiday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSEN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited-time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. It is the nightcap on a Friday night from downtown Las Vegas, back alongside former NFL quarterback Sean King. I'm Ben Wilson, filling in for Tim Murray. He'll be back on the show next week. Uh, a little update here on the old uh, Puckstradamus play, Sean. Yeah, I thought I'd be your good well luck charm. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's just a small little bit we put on it. We didn't do anything crazy. Puckstradamus, he's a measured individual. Yeah. Comes out late at night. Throws normally, money normally I don't wait till the late games. Oh, you don't? Yeah. This I was, was doing so well in football. I was like, uh, let's test the waters. 2-0, though, in college football tonight. Yeah. That's what really matters. And those are the nice bets. Uh, again, UTSA, if, if you're just joining us, uh, a Pretty crazy game. They hold off Western Kentucky 49-41 and cover as a three-point home underdog in the Conference USA Championship game. Utah, it has gone final just down the road from us. There is a look again at the final board and, and how things ended. Actually, three and a half via vsin.com. That's Western Kentucky closed at. Down the street from us at Allegiant Stadium, Utah, 38, Oregon, 10. That game stays under the 57.5 or 58-point total. Sean, you, uh, you got a two-and-a-half there on the Utes, and that thing was once again second meeting between those two teams. A blowout, 38-10. It was 38-3 at the end of the third quarter. And uh, so that, that makes up for the, the hockey. Uh, Sean talking uh, Edmonton Oilers, Seattle cracking. That's 4-2 Seattle, end of the second. And Calgary up 3-2 on your other play, Anaheim, uh, end of the second period there. But let us talk about some of the other big college football matchups tomorrow. I haven't really discussed the – it was not in either Tim's nor yours bankroll plays, nor was it a, a Jared Smith play who we had on earlier – on the show uh, to, to talk all things college football and NFL, but Baylor, Oklahoma State, down in Jerry World. This mm-hmm. is an interesting tinker of the line move in this, where you saw Oklahoma State early money showing up. It was six and a half. Oklahoma State quickly bet down to five and a half. 
Although it has been bet back up, and there is the question of the status of Jerry Bohannon, questionable with a hamstring injury. We saw Baylor barely get by rival Texas Tech, who has been way down this year, won by three last week without Wilson at quarterback. Right now in most shops, you see on your screen, it is Oklahoma State laying six in the neutral site game. There are some six and a halfs out there, forty-five, anywhere from 45 to 46 on the total. How do you try to handicap a game where there is so much uncertainty at such an important position, especially on the Baylor perspective? Yeah, I didn't have a good feel for this game. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about, like, sometimes if I can't figure a game out, I'll just watch. And, I mean, Oklahoma State beat Baylor earlier in the year, 24 to 14. You know, I would tend to lean towards Baylor in the points simply because, again, football's a game that's played on emotion. So Oklahoma State has been the little brother to Oklahoma for years. The What's the game called uh, between Oklahoma? Yo, Bedlam. Bedlam. Oklahoma, Bedlam. Yeah. And that was, was a Super Bowl game for Oklahoma State. As a home game for Oklahoma State. Crazy environment. Back and forth game that they fell behind, find a, found a way to come back, had to make a last stand. I mean, they finally had one-upped Big Bro. And then as fate would have it, Lincoln Riley decides to leave mm-hmm. and go to USC. So instead of people talking about Oklahoma State, they're still talking about Oklahoma. So just emotionally, it's hard for me to get a good grasp on where they are. I don't love Spencer Sanders, the quarterback, uh, throwing the football. You know, Baylor has gotten a lot better on defense, but then Baylor – Starting quarterback didn't play Texas Tech. Game time decision, I'm assuming, for mm-hmm. tomorrow. So yeah. because of some of those unknowns, I kind of probably would leave this game alone. I'll tell you what's crazy. This is Oklahoma State's first Big 12 championship game. Just like it's Michigan's yeah. first Big 10 championship game. Because up until 2011, the uh, Big 12 didn't play a championship game. Right. Baylor actually was in the game under Matt Rule in 2019. They lost to Oklahoma. So – some of those players will still be on that team. They'll have that experience to fall back on. You know, basically, I said all that to say this. I don't have a good feel one way or another. I'm actually rooting for Baylor to win the game because I want Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame to potentially get mm. in the college football playoff. How about the irony in this? Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly left because he didn't think you could get the talent he needed at Notre Dame to win national championship. He leaves. Freeman and the crew get in and win it. <laughs> That for, for Brian Kelly's newfound Louisiana accent, no less. By the way, be... I have a $100 bet at 25-1 to 1 on Notre Dame to win the national championship. So you 30 are, to, I actually got 30 You to are one. rooting for Baylor tomorrow. Yes. So. Well, there is some thought that would – is there any scenario that Baylor, if they win, let's say one of the – I mean, we, we talk about the chalk going down. Yeah. Let's say multiple chalk yeah, they can goes get down. Michigan loses, Bama loses, Cincy loses. Then – I mean, even yeah, and Baylor. If they beat Oklahoma State, they probably even can. we don't want to we don't want to see that. Even if two, I mean, let's just say if Alabama yeah. loses to a Georgia, like we think, let's say if Michigan or even one of those two lose, then you probably see Notre Dame. They would get in, and then the question becomes: If Baylor beats Oklahoma State, would the committee take two loss Alabama or two loss Baylor? That Here's becomes the, the interesting question. To me, the interesting scenario is this: Alabama beats Georgia, Michigan beats Iowa. Cincinnati beats Houston. Oklahoma State thumps Baylor. Georgia's still got to be in. No, Georgia, Georgia's in. Georgia's in, obviously. Does Oklahoma State, as the uh, Big 12 champion, jump Cincy? Scary thought. Right. For Cincinnati back. So, and um, Mike Palmer. I, I coached earlier. in the American Athletic 
Uh, I'm pulling for Cincy. Yep. So all signs point for me riding with Baylor, but I just don't know if Baylor's quite good enough on offense against what is a really, really great defense at Oklahoma State. And with those questions, at quarterback. Right. And let's keep in mind, Oklahoma State defensively, after they lost at Iowa State, their next four games, they gave up a combined 13 points yeah, in those four good. games. And they, held, and they held, obviously, a dynamic Oklahoma offense to 33 points last week in that win in Bedlam. So we'll see We'll see where that – I'm very interested to see where the line goes tomorrow morning. That is an early kick, by the way, the noon Eastern uh, kick. We also will have the Mountain West conference title game. You you certainly uh, – in your bankroll plays, you like San Diego State. Love You not, not just State. like – you love – Love the Aztecs. So this is yes. just a, a, a class thing. You know, I mean, we've seen Utah State struggle in some games this year, but uh, yeah. do you think the defense here – are you surprised that the total is as high as, as it is, 49.5, with how solid of a defensive team San Diego State has been all year? Yeah. Neutral site game, early kick. What is in uh, Carson, I believe? Right, early, so, early kick. That's where I mean, certainly it's, it's a home, home game, but it's not. It's, it's like it is, right. but it isn't. Right. I, if it's not on your home campus, I don't consider it. Or in your Teddy, home I mean, stadium, like yeah. Teddy, your state hasn't played a home game right like, all year. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know why they didn't put this game in Vegas. That'd have been much better for both fan bases. But I agree. With I you. think Tim circled in the wrong. Thing. <laughs> he just made, like, I don't think he meant to send Utah State plus the six. He gave Aaron, he just did the rotation number. He yeah, yeah. 323, I, I, he meant to do three. Matter of fact, Aaron texts him. I think he sent you the wrong thing for his bankroll. There's no way that he thinks Utah State is staying in this game versus San Diego State. Maybe, San he, Diego just State said, maybe he just said State. Yeah. Just give me State. And he was trying to figure out the right. You know what? He might have had Utah State. Like, we did like this, who we like to win the conference thing about week two or three. That might have been his selection. He might be emotional. Aaron, that emotional weight into it? Yeah. It was Reminds me of when my, when my dad was out here for March Madness. Mm-hmm. First night, day of the tournament. We're, obviously, you're excited. It's Thursday morning. Goes up to make all his bets at the window. Comes back. Shows me his tickets. And I was like, Dad, did you mean to bet first half on all these games? And he was like, oh, crap. Did not mean to. But guess, he made like seven bets. He would have gone like two and five. Of course, he goes, I think, six and one. All first half bets. I'm like... <laughs> Welcome to Vegas. Right. I, right. I, make, I make fun That's of it. That's how they hook you. That was, you know, it was a great, that was a great time to be alive. I mean, what's your take on the game? Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. You have a strong opinion one way or the other there? If you made me bet, bet the game, and we'll see if this gets to seven. If it gets to seven, I'd actually take Baylor. I think, And we've seen now the fact that Baylor is. So it's is, going up to six and a half. It is going yeah. up to six and a half. Behind yeah. us, circuit six it and a half. It opened at what, five, five and a half? Yeah, yes, went up to six and a half immediately. Mm-hmm. Got some respected buyback in the market. And again, Chris Andrews, South Point Sports Director, he has his. Uh, his weekly column on all where all the action's going, college and NFL games. But to me, these teams are fairly evenly matched. I get that the quarterback is is a concern, but Baylor did just play a game without its quarterback. I've just I've been so unimpressed with Oklahoma State's offense, and it, it's such a jarring thing to see a Mike Gundy-led offense with really no air raid element to them. And yeah. Spencer Sanders, his numbers have been fine this year: sixteen touchdowns to eight picks, just over two thousand yards. But and we're talking about the we're talking about the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. you're talking about. A team that historically has put up huge numbers. And it's sad um, because I like Jalen Warren, the running back. And he's Oklahoma been outstanding. State. I just yeah. I don't trust Spencer if they have to throw the ball in key situations. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope the young man has the game of his life. But we're talking about my pockets here. We're not talking about political correctness. Like, listen, you know, I've watched like the game. games. Yeah, he's not trustworthy. Feels like a opinion. game because Oklahoma State's had some charmed results this year. The game in Boise State probably should have lost. They win that game by one. Kind of feels like a game where the the uh, the Cowboys win by three. Yeah, and they don't cover that. But again, with the quarterback concerns, I'm going to wait. Let's see if Bohannon gets ruled out officially. You might see this go up to seven, seven and a half. That would probably be a play for Still me. Still can't believe Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State. I just. <laughs> I think it's so-
there's a lot that doesn't make much sense. Uh, that's hour number two. Wrap it up. When we come back, we'll talk some more college football with the legend himself, Philip Fulmer, a longtime Tennessee football head coach, going to join us in studio on the other side. Hour number three of the nightcap right after this here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 